I just noticed during the break that uh, every time I've looked up at the... T- I've been locked in today. Mm, locked in. Child in. It's been a big show. A special show, you called it. A special show. But every time I've looked up at the TV, they have some Senior Bowl stuff going on right now on the NFL Network. Um, there is a Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercial. And I don't know. I don't know whoever said marketing doesn't work, but it kind of got me interested in eating cereal again. Yeah. And they sell the dust now, and like you can put it on anything you want. Jacob Bigelow joins us now on the 42 Degrees Source Hotline. Hi, Jacob. Hello. Uh, Jacob, do you eat cereal in the morning? You go breakfastless? What's your uh, What's your morning routine look like? I've been in between uh, breakfast lists, or I've got some, some Jimmy Deans and some waffles in the freezer. I but, usually go uh, warm now as well. I, but there was a time in my life where I ate a lot of cereal, and I just don't I don't do it anymore. Maybe it's the hassle of going to get milk all the time. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I, I definitely had a big time cereal phase, but uh, you know that was the big thing that I got told when I went from living with roommates to living by yourself was you can't blame anybody anymore. If you're out of milk, it's your fault. Kid. you got to go get it. I know. So, um, and that's why I stopped getting it because I had to blame myself too much. That's That was the problem. Yep. All right, Absolutely. Uh, let's t- let's talk some hoops here. We got we, what do we do with Nebraska um, from over the weekend? I, I know you, your thoughts were really good on on the morning show yesterday, and we've sort of talked about it back and forth a little bit over the last few days since Nebraska went on the road and and beat Maryland. My my big picture thought is this: I bad teams, inconsistent teams, average teams, whatever you want to call them, they still are capable of making the NCAA tournament. And we it, we see it every single year. It's just if Nebraska is going to find enough on their resume to be able to get there with ten games left, five at home and and five on the road. Like where where are they at right now as we head into the final stretch here? Uh, I, I think they're still in position. I mean, it you yeah, I know that you know this game against Wisconsin and then the two on the road right after it look look rather daunting with how what we've seen from Illinois and Northwestern recently, but. You know, Nebraska beat Northwestern on their home court. They beat number four. They've, a couple of the road games they have remaining are against teams they beat at home. I mean, the the finishing stretch is still the most possibly the most favorable in the conference. And I know people are hitting the panic button whenever they lose oh, yeah. on the road. And I I have this thing. I have a stat, and that stat is you know a couple weeks ago we talked about the comparison between this team and the 2014 team. The 2014 team didn't win a road game until February. Their first road win was on February the 8th, and they finished with three road wins that season. Wow. They were 3-8 and eight on the road for that season, and they still got in. Obviously, they had some big wins at Indiana, at Michigan, at Michigan State, and, uh, you know, no-sit Sunday, obviously. Nebraska already has one true road win out of conference. Yeah. K-State's not bad. And they theoretically already have no sit Sunday in their back pocket too. You know, Wisconsin, they, they, Purdue and Wisconsin are the same thing. They yeah, they've got they've got two pretty you know good looking pelts on the wall. They're kind of seeking a third one, and obviously they've got a big opportunity for that on Thursday night. But I think they're still you know trending in the right direction, and I I completely and totally agree with you. Like you don't have to be a world beater. To make the NCAA tournament, I mean, you 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 don't. I mean, if you if you've got some point things you can point to on your resume, maybe a little you know storyline or whatever that you know committee can think about, you're in a good spot. And you know it hasn't, you know the Jekyll and Hyde complex is very much a thing, but I think they're still on the right path. 
I don't know if I worry so much about because you mentioned this sort of daunting next three here: Wisconsin at home, Illinois on the road, Northwestern on the road. That's all within the next um, eight days from now. So Thursday's the first game of that against Wisconsin. And, and like, I don't worry so much about the team that, as we've talked about plenty, like they always, you know, have this sort of when, when their backs are against the wall, they tend to respond pretty well. Like I'm not concerned about that. But what they have had difficulty of, and this seeps its way in, and Fred has talked about it plenty, is the the narratives and the discourse seeping its way into the locker room somehow and listening to people um, and what they're saying about you. And and the fact of the matter is, Jacob, if they lose their next three, which means they will have lost four in a row, it might get pretty ugly around here. So like, I, I do think you have to kind of tread water somehow over the next mm-hmm. week. Oh, I completely and totally agree. And, you know, it's the unfortunate, you know, it's not the fact that they lost on the road at Maryland. It's how they lost on the road at Maryland. You know, a team that, you know, was 29% from three coming in, you know, they shoot well above that. A guy who hasn't scored in four games prior hits his first three threes and he's, you know, leading them in scoring. The guy who was at the top of the scanning report, Jameer Young, was really a non-factor. Yeah. I mean, it's just the you know, unfortunately, it's just, it's an unfortunate, you know, Groundhog Day type thing with with this team, and you know, the the it's not that they lost; it's how they lost, and that reared its ugly head again on Saturday. When did they like? Is it as simple as at home they have the edge, on the road they don't? Because I mean, that's that's to an extent what we've seen, but I don't I don't know. Like, it's it's hard for me to come up with the math equation of of when and how, like, what leads to them losing that edge. They clearly didn't have it on Saturday morning on the East Coast. Like, so I, I, I'm i trying to figure out why it happens to them and why it happens to them so often, um, just so we can sort of get to the bottom of what they can do to avoid it. Yeah, I'm kind of having that same problem, too, and I, I don't want to play the, you know, look at everybody else card but i mean it's a thing across college basketball this year you know winning on winning on the road is hard and you know the big 10 road records i mean it's there are plenty of coaches in the country trying to you know figure that out at this at this time of year and you know we got you know thursday is february one and we're you know if this was a horse race we'd be entering the home stretch of the college basketball regular season and you know they just gotta you know figure out you know, everyone's trying to. Everyone's still got plenty. They're trying to figure out. You know, this late in the season. How much does Casey Tomanaga need to be a factor um, in in Nebraska in whatever Nebraska does over the next uh, month plus here? I think he's got he's got to be a factor, but he can't be. You know the. You know he's not. He can't be. You know the only the only option. You know the the best. I said this. You know yesterday with Gary and Nick, but I mean the best form of this team that we've seen. Is when they have you know multiple guys going out and getting their own and getting into double figures. You you have Rink Mass doing his thing, Bryce Williams, you know, be showing he can score from three levels, and then Casey, you know, hits a big three to get the crowd going, and maybe maybe Wilcher gets one. Like it's it's got to be multiple guys, and they've shown that the, you know that's the that's the potential that they have is you know having multiple ways to get at you, but you know they're. I've kind of tried to tell people that the narrative of, you know, Casey needs more shots. Like, yeah, no. They got to they gotta, 
they got to give him some help if they're going to give him more shots. They won't even set a screen for the guy. And he's not exactly a creator off the dribble, uh, no. to put it lightly. So if he's just throwing FU threes up, like, I mean, it's in, you know, crowd will love it at home when they go in. But if they're not going in, it's it's ugly. I don't, I don't want to be too, too hard on him, but, like, he – he can create, but it's almost always a bad shot. But he's he is one of the best bad shot makers that I've ever seen. So he does have that going for him. But I'm with you. Like I I don't think the answer to Nebraska's problems right now are getting the ball in his hands more and getting him more shots. I think it's being more locked in on the defensive end and you know grabbing a freaking rebound. You know it's it's it doesn't have much to do with like the dichotomy of what they are on the offensive side of the ball. No, I compl- I, I would agree with that. And, you know, we, we heard at the start of the year that, you know, Fred wanted defense to be this team's constant, and it's been far from it. Um, we've seen just about every possible, you know, end of the spectrum when it comes to how they defend and, you know, how, what they decide to do. I mean, they they have – very, you know, they have not very often gone away from the, you know, double the baseline, you know, scramble out to shooters, and that's, you know, they're they're betting on the threes not going in, and a few too many times they just have, and I don't know what has led to, you know, that being what they tend to stick with, but I'm I'm not a basketball coach. I just wanted to be one once upon a time. Hey Jacob, you are uh, the very rare. Uh, you don't see it very often. The the not super annoying Chiefs fan. Um, and so I I wonder how you feel when you're in the position to be like, Hey, Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback. He's going to be here for another like 10, 12, 15 years. And every single time he's here, we're going to have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But you know, you don't want to, you don't want to shove it in everybody's face. It's very nice of you, first of all, but I imagine it's very difficult because it's, it's the truth and you should, you should be happy about this. Well, thank you. No, I mean, I am, I am, I am happy to be a reasonable, rational Chiefs fan. I try to not get uh, too angry. I mean, I am a, I am a third generation Chiefs fan, uh, like my dad, like his mom and dad, and uh, you know, I, I learned the ways at a young age, and uh, <laughs> to be going through the run that we are going through now has been very, very special, and uh, I'm just appreciating every bit of it that I can while we're here. And it's going to be another uh, fun football game uh, a week from Sunday. Yeah. I I think they're going to win. I I think, I think the chiefs are going to win the super bowl again. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to get you to gloat, but you won't do it. This is, this is very weird. No, I, no, I can't. I just can't, man. Like it's just, (laughs) it's still, it's still unreal to me. Like really and truly, like it's still, it's still like, and watching them play, I'm like, that's really our guy. Like, this is really our deal. Like, I mean, there's only been one stretch in my life where I wavered from the Chiefs is when I pretended to be a Vikings fan because I had a crush on a girl who was a Vikings fan in middle nice. school once upon a time. Nice. But that happened to coincide with the Todd Haley era in Kansas City, so it was good. I wasn't paying attention during that. But, you know, it's, it's, I'm still in awe. I'm still in awe. And if they get a third one, then maybe it'll change. But, you know, the first two, I'm, I'm still – you know, maybe it's just the, <laughs> the, the I, I, you know, it's the, the meme. I can't believe this is real life. That's still me. I hope you never lose your sense of wonder, Jacob. Steve Simple, Steve Simple would say, you regard the world with with a sense of wonder that uh, that I re- that I really appreciate, which is which is really really nice. Um, no, I mean, 
yeah, that's my football fandom summed up pretty well. So, <laughs> uh, by the so, what else is going on here? You, we, we've exchanged some texts about the uh, about what's going on with the divine providence thing, which is maybe one of the funnier things that you know we've we've come across. I did watch way too much of the entire documentary when it was on YouTube, which was really really funny. Uh, any thoughts on that one? Because it's it's right up your alley of the sickos internet territory. Oh, it's it's it is possibly my specialty. Um, <laughs> Seeing the, the internet come together uh, to dunk on to dunk on a certain person as well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, that was, you know, I the the Providence thing with Cooley. I mean, I I I still think when Chris Beard went back to Lubbock, that was more wild, mm. more crazy. But that was, I mean, that was a scene. That was much what that was must watch TV. Um, you know, between that, I mean that. It felt, I mean, the Royal Rumble was on later that day, and just uh, it, it felt similar vibes, similar vibes, just uh, the heated, the heatedness in the building and the the, the intensity. But I mean, the, that whole, I mean, you can't make that stuff up, man. I was like you, I was unaware of the Biggie Burner community, but you know, to see that, you know, them all rally behind the some degenerate DePaul fan who put together a list of a hundred possible names to be their next head coach. That was really also, funny. And then also made that documentary. I mean, it it warmed my basketball sicko heart. These sure. people have way too much time on their hands, and I love it. I I love it because it's there for my entertainment. Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I am I'm I'm thankful for the fellow sickos, but uh, you know that was that was must see internet. You know, yesterday that was way too funny, and I I got way too many laughs from it. Uh, we always ask you this every week, as far as the Big Ten is concerned, and if you look at it right now and you look at the standings. We have Nebraska five and five, Maryland five and five, Michigan State four and five, Iowa four and five, Minnesota four and five, Indiana four and five, and then there's the three and six and two and seven range. Michigan sits at the bottom, and then there's your top with Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, and I guess Northwestern. They're going to be in this for the long haul. It seems like we have we have Purdue, Wisconsin um, coming up this weekend, which is exciting. Like. What is the what does the league look like to you right now? It looks like three teams that I think can make the second weekend. Um, I don't know about you know beyond that. Obviously, the conference is looking to break a break a drought that's been going on for many years. I don't know if you know. I think Purdue is their best shot at that still. But I mean, beyond that top three, man, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's 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 still a mess. The you know the Zach Galifianakis line from uh, the campaign. Bring your brooms because it's a mess. Uh, that's the Big Ten basketball. That's Big Ten basketball this year to a T. And you know they. I think the double buy teams. You know, barring anything crazy, it's probably that top four right now. And you know, I, it's looking like a six bid league. Looking like a six bid league right now, in my opinion. At, it, on the positive side, Nebraska is definitely not in line. Well, at least at this point. Not in line for that uh, for that dreaded Wednesday night, which is super positive. Yeah, the only upside of that would be those games are on Peacock. Kind of <laughs> are they the really? Way. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. The Wednesday, the Wednesday Big Ten tournament games are on Peacock this year. So wow, that was that was what I you know at the beginning of the year was avoid Wednesday and avoid Peacock. But I mean that'd be the only upside. But it would take uh, something quite substantial for them to end up in that uh, first night game. Yeah, we wouldn't mind Nebraska on Peacock with the way they've played on that channel. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, hey, by the way, we so we get Purdue and Wisconsin this weekend in Madison, and then the rematch is the final day of the regular season at Mackey, 
which they may be playing for for the outright Big Ten championship at that point. So that that is something to look forward to in our final uh, month or so of Big Ten basketball. Jacob, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the time, as always, and we will talk to you later. Nope, thanks for humoring me, Hap. Appreciate it, like always. Thanks, guys. Jacob Bigelow, he has the Stretch Big Pod, uh, which he's looking for a producer for. I should have asked him about that. His his producer's computer broke. Yeah, which makes renders him useless as a person. They 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 need a guy. They need a guy. <laughs> uh, so you know, slide the DMs of uh, one Jacob underscore Bigelow if you uh, if you need to there, and uh, you can check his work out at Huskers Illustrated as well. We'll come back. Still a couple more things we can uh, we can get to here as we draw near two o'clock in the Connor Hamper Show in sixteen twenty the zone.